Welcome to Corporate Talks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to help you understand your healthcare costs, pre and post retirement, review last week on Wall Street, and uh, review some capital gains tax. In addition, I will provide you with some helpful tips on keeping your heart healthy and upgrading to an eco-friendly fridge. The first segment is our weekly educational update. Healthcare costs are cutting into your retirement preparations. You may have seen the statistic before or one resembling it. The average 65-year-old retiring couple can now expect to pay more than $250,000 in healthcare expenses during the rest of their lives. In fact, Fidelity Investments now projects this cost at $285,000. The effort to prepare for these potential expenses is changing the big picture of retirement strategy. Individual retirement savings strategies have been altered as a result. How many people retired with a dedicated account or lump sum meant to address future healthcare costs? Probably very few. Many retirees end up winging it, paying their out-of-pocket costs from their income, Social Security benefits, and savings. While couples can save together, individuals also have to consider consider their health care costs as well. Fidelity estimates the costs at $150,000 for women and $135,000 for men. The cost can potentially take up a considerable amount of a retiree's income, approximately 9% to 14%, according to Fidelity. Per year, out-of-pocket costs, including dental and vision, could run from $3,000 to $8,000 during an average year. While households have begun adjusting their retirement expectations, considering their projected health care expenses, businesses have also quietly made some changes. If you could take advantage of employer matching contributions to your workplace retirement account, take advantage of that benefit. There's no easy way to answer for retirees preparing to address future health care costs. Staying active and fit may lead to health care savings over the long run, but some baby boomers and Gen Xers already have physical ailments. Barring some sort of unusual economic phenomenon or public policy shift, the question of how to pay for hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical and drug expenses after 65 will confound many of us. And that is this week's educational update. And now the week on Wall Street. Stock stays a powerful rally last week, riding a wave of optimism over the prospect of the passage of a new fiscal stimulus bill. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 3.27%, while the Standard & Poor's 500 increased by 3.84%. The Nasdaq Composite Index gained 4.56% for the week. The MSCI EFA index, which tracks developed overseas stock markets, advanced 2.23%. The anticipation of lawmakers passing a new round of economic stimulus was a decisive driver of market action all week. A midweek tweet by President Trump announcing that he was ending stimulus negotiations sent stocks lower. 
Losses were exacerbated by sharp declines in some mega-cap technology companies as details emerged from the House Judiciary Subcommittee report on an investigation into the competitive practices. Stocks quickly reversed direction, climbing after the president tweeted that he would sign a limited stimulus bill, but lawmakers appeared to reject the piecemeal approach. Stocks consolidated on Friday, helped by continuing stimulus talks and new election polls that suggested that the risk of a contested outcome appeared to be fading. The outperformance of of large cap stocks relative to small cap stocks has been both wide and persistent during the last 10 years. Last week's action in small cap stocks, as represented by the Russell 2000 Index, indicates that smaller companies may be finally making up some ground. Last week, the Russell 2000 Index rose 6.33%, outperforming the S&P 500 by 2.4%. While this outperformance may be fleeting, a potential broadening of the stock market rally may be considered a healthy development. This week begins the third quarter earnings season, with companies from a variety of industry sectors reporting. Early earnings reports start predominantly with the major banks, whose earnings results may provide insight into the general health of the American consumer. As it is often the case, company guidance about the future earnings may be of greater interest to investors than past results. This week, we have some economic data. Uh, Yesterday, we had Consumer Price Index, CPI report. Tomorrow, Thursday, jobless claims. And this Friday, industrial production and consumer sentiment. This week, we have many companies reporting earnings. Yesterday, Johnson & Johnson, stock symbol JNJ, reported earnings. JP Morgan Chase, stock symbol JPM. Citigroup also reported yesterday, stock symbol C. And yesterday, we also had BlackRock report earnings, stock symbol BLK. Today, Bank of America reports earnings, stock symbol BAC. And United Health Group, stock symbol UNH, today reports earnings. Tomorrow, we have Morgan Stanley, stock symbol MS, report its earnings. And Friday, we have a few companies, including uh, Schlossenberger, Uh, Stock symbol SLB, JB Hunt Transport Services, stock symbol JBHT. We also have Kansas City Southern report earnings this Friday, stock symbol KSU, and VF Corporation, stock symbol VFC. And that's it for this week on Wall Street. Next is our weekly tax tip. Our weekly tax tip comes from the IRS.gov website, and I label it four facts about capital gains. I get questions about capital gains from my clients all the time, understanding how it works. It's very important to understand whether you should sell an investment and how the tax payments are going to look like. So again, four facts about capital gains. When you sell a capital asset, like an investment or a piece of property, the sale can result in a capital gain or loss. The IRS defines a capital asset as quotations, mostly property you own for personal use or own as an investment. Here are the four facts you should know about capital gains. Number one, a capital gain or loss is the difference between what you originally paid for the asset, which is called your basis, and the amount you get when you sell an asset. 
Number two, you must include all capital gains in your income, and you may be subject to net investment income tax if your income is above certain amounts. Consult a qualified tax expert for help. Number three, the IRS allows you to deduct capital losses on the sale of investment property. You cannot deduct losses on the sale of a property that you hold for personal use. And number four, the fourth fact about capital gains is if your total net capital loss is more than the limit you can deduct, you can carry it over to next year's tax return. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax professional. And this is our weekly tax tip. And adapted from the irs.gov website. Our fourth segment of this week's audio podcast is healthy lifestyle advice. And I label it eating your heart's content. Deciding to change your diet can feel daunting. It can be difficult to figure out which one is best for you. Many fad diets come and go, but there are a few that have stuck around, the most popular being the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet is less of a traditional diet and more of a lifestyle shift toward healthier eating patterns. It is modeled after principles of Italian and Greek cuisine, which have remained relatively unchanged since the 1960s. Consuming this diet has been correlated with lower rates of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and other chronic illnesses. The diet emphasizes eating more fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, fatty fish, whole grains and olive oil, and fewer meats and dairy products. The diet is flexible. Elimination isn't the intention. Rather, balance more than nutrient-rich foods versus energy-dense ones. Food is life, and making healthy choices can help support a healthier life. While the Mediterranean diet could be a good option for someone, no single diet will fit everyone's lifestyle, preferences, and health needs perfectly. So to be sure to discuss any any dietary choices you make with your physician or registered dietitian first. And that is this week's healthy lifestyle tip. And I found it on healthline.com. The fifth segment of our audio podcast is upgrading to an eco-friendly fridge. And this is our green living idea for the week. Is your refrigerator running? Is it more than 10 years old? It may be time to upgrade with a more eco-friendly model. Besides saving money on your electric bill, you'll be reducing your carbon footprint at the same time. The most efficient models, according to Energy Star, are refrigerators with freezers located on the top. Doesn't seem like a small change, but models with freezers on the bottom use an average of 560 kilowatts compared to 360 kilowatt of energy. The other big energy saver is to buy a model with LED lights. LED lights are roughly 80% more efficient than traditional light bulbs, which will reduce your energy consumption even further. And I got our green living idea about upgrading uh, your fridge to an eco-friendly from greenlivingideas.com. And our quote of the week. Our quote of the week is, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. Again, the quote of the week is, act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. And that is by William James. 
make sure to visit our website, www.courtburgretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. You can also find this podcast on our website, and we have our video uh, blog as well. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products. We will get back to you quickly with a thoughtful answer. My name is Miguel Gonzalez, and I'm a retirement specialist and managing partner with Corporate Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's audio podcast. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. CRC conferred by the International Foundation for Retirement Education. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group, LLC, and Corporate Retirement Advisors, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk including possible loss of principal.